morning. I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, February 19th, 2024. Happy President's Day. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, on the ground at the Munich Security Conference. Number two, Jason Smith gets real on salt. And number three, some swing state Democrats are welcoming Biden to the trail. All right. Good morning, everyone. I want to start this morning off with some of our reporting from Munich. Andrew Desiderio is there because where lawmakers go, punch bowl news goes. Uh, We only have AM editions this morning. For those of you who also read us, just a kind note on that. So one thing that's been really interesting and that we have been watching closely is the frustration that foreign leaders and maybe even confusion uh, are having in Munich with the United States. Of course, at last year's NATO summit, President Joe Biden proudly declared that U.S. support for Ukraine would never waver. But when you consider what's happened since then, you can understand why Europe and others are confused about what's actually happening here. Let's rewind the tape. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell failed several times to steamroll his party's Donald Trump-aligned wing on a new Ukraine aid bill before finally succeeding last week. Conservative House Republicans overthrew the Speaker, leaving the chamber an ungovernable mess. Trump's stranglehold on the GOP combined with the election year politics makes support for Ukraine a tough sell among Republicans. And, of course, there remains no easy path for Ukraine funding in the House. That reality came into greater focus during the annual Munich Security Conference when two pieces of disconcerting news broke within hours of each other. Russian opposition leader Alex Navalny died in captivity and an eastern Ukraine city fell to Russian forces. In some way, lawmakers are trying to make promises that they can't keep. And foreign leaders told U.S. lawmakers here that their long-held fallback position when it comes to congressional dysfunction They'll get it done in the end, they always do, may no longer be operative. There was some news uh, in Munich inside the meetings and private NATO Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg told lawmakers that their lack of a decision is having an impact on the battlefield. Indeed, Ukrainian troops are being forced to ration ammo and Congress isn't giving U.S. allies any reason to be optimistic. Still, nearly all of the 23 lawmakers we interviewed here said they needed to project some semblance of optimism and reassure their allies. Border politics was also discussed at the conference. Senator Pete Ricketts from Nebraska, the Republican, who voted against the Senate foreign aid bill because there wasn't any border security fix, tried to embrace a similar message. Ricketts, though, was booed during a panel when he said the U.S.-Mexico border is a quote-unquote pressing issue for our country and seemed to compare it to Russia's invasion of Ukraine before adding, not quite the same thing. Some more news. We've got a Dear Colleague letter this morning that Representatives Brian Fitzpatrick, the Republican from Pennsylvania, Jared Golden, the Democrat from Maine, and eight other members are sending today on their bipartisan foreign aid and border security proposal. It's their response to the Senate's $95 billion plan and is designed to overcome opposition to Ukraine aid from House GOP leaders. We've got another item this morning I'm going to flick at here, but encourage you to read uh, at punchbowl.news. J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, brought President, former President Donald Trump's position to Ukraine and his worldview. 
Interestingly enough, uh, J.D. Vance, a freshman senator who could very well be considered Trump's closest Senate ally, had his first big moment on the world stage on Sunday, possibly even an audition for the vice presidency when he spoke at the conference. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. We've got a ton from premium policy. Punchbowl News is The Vault. House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith setting expectations for a tax fight that's only getting hotter. The battle over deductions for state and local taxes. Our very own Laura Weiss had a sit-down interview with Jason Smith, our premium policy subscribers. In the Sunday Look Ahead got a a very deep download of that conversation. But this morning, we're flicking at the fact that New York Republicans got a bruising dose of reality last week from their GOP colleagues on SALT. 18 House Republicans wouldn't even support a rule, typically a party line vote, to tee up a bill allowing a minor boost in deductions. Laura caught up with Smith on the SALT impasse during our exclusive sit-down with the Missouri Republican And Smith delivered a hard truth for blue state Republicans about next year when the GOP-crafted $10,000 cap is scheduled to expire, along with much of the 2017 Republican tax law. He said, quote, Republicans and Democrats aren't going to support that complete elimination because that only helps the wealthy of the wealthiest when you eliminate that cap altogether. Smith added the cap also brought in hundreds of billions of dollars that was used to lower tax rates for everyone. Keeping the cap in place could bring in more than $900 billion over a decade. Smith had a deeper download on what he expects next on the tax front, including his confidence that the $79 billion bipartisan tax bill will become law. Smith's next tax policy projects for ways and means include pulling back clean energy tax credits from the Democrats' Inflation Reduction Act, expanding 529 education savings plans, and cracking down on tax-exempt Nonprofits dabbling in politics. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Super interesting look by our very own Max Cohen and Mika Solner about how swing state Democrats are welcoming Biden to the campaign drill. A bit of a surprise. President Joe Biden's political liabilities have dominated headlines, of course, in recent weeks, but vulnerable House Democrats in swing states are sticking by Biden despite private caucus-wide fretting about his electoral standings. For example, two Nevada frontliners, Representatives Susie Lee and Stephen Horsford, hailed Biden as a transformative president who has delivered tangible results for the silver state. Horsford, who chairs the CBC, told us, of course, I'll welcome the president. And Representative Matt Cartwright, the Democrat from Pennsylvania, a rare House Democrat in a district won twice by former President Donald Trump, said Biden is welcome to stump for him anytime. Cartwright particularly touted Biden's infrastructure wins that supported rail service in his region. Going to be an interesting trend line to watch, particularly as the election draws near. Uh, Republicans almost uh, as happy to see Democrats embracing President Biden as others. Uh, They are looking, they believe that this is going to be a big weakness for Democrats uh, here's what the House Republican campaign arm spokesman said. We agree with Susan Del Benny that House Democrats should definitely campaign with Joe Biden and take lots of pictures while they're at it. So stay tuned. We'll be closely following how Biden interacts with Hill Democrats on the trail all year. With that, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends, your family, put it out there on social media. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. And of course, 
You can subscribe to our morning newsletter. It hits your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday, usually in that five o'clock hour, where you can go a little bit deeper on all we talked about here this morning and more by going to punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody. Everybody.